This is Aphrodite. And I'm Jesse Lang. And you're listening to Ethical Sex Talk. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be here today. Yes, it is. And we have a special one for you. Yes, we have a very special one today. And I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, We have a 10-year-old here with us today. Yes, I said 10-year-old. Yes, because... We are talking about parenting while being an ethical slut. Yes, and also how to approach younger people about sex. Yep. It's kind of a two-in-one this time. Yes, it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of, of, of people out there who will get some from this and... Um, I'm hoping that we can help people kind of have that conversation with their kids. Yes, that's exactly what we're trying to do today. I'm going to let you take it. All right. Well, to begin with, I'm going to start with saying that it, depending on what kind of relationship you're in, at first you're going to want to keep it from your kids. Um, you don't want to bring them into it until things are kind of getting more serious. And, and more stable. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that it's stable. Um, and I wouldn't go into a lot of detail until they're older. So we kind of have talked about this a lot. And I started with my daughter Sage here at eight years old is when I had her first sex talk. Right. And then again, at 10 years old, we went into a deeper conversation. Right. Um, But don't use too much detail until they're old enough to understand. Um, Be honest as you can, especially when they get older. Yes, definitely. You you don't want to lie to them. You don't want to, but you also don't want to disclose too much information. Um, You have to explain things once they're older so that they don't get stuck in a sex-negative world. Right. That's that's the one thing that worries me about today's um, younger generation, is that they're going to not have the resources or information that they need to be informed and, and be uh, able to know what's going on and protect themselves if they need to. Yeah. Um, and the, the big thing, you just got to make them listen. You got to make them listen. You can't be unserious about this. This is a very serious topic to have with your children. Yes. It's a very serious conversation. And we'll get a little bit more into that here in a little bit. Um, and the other thing is, is you have to be able to let them be ethical sluts when they get older too. Yes. You can't if yeah, if they choose to be you you can't tell them they can't because that's kind of hypocritical. Yeah. So that's one thing. Um and the more that we the more younger that they are, we start that we start to talk about this, we can teach them more easily and teach them about safety. Right. That's that's very important. Um which is also something, that, because it avoids STDs, it avoids 
unwanted pregnancies. There's there's kids out here. There's nine year olds that are getting pregnant. That's insane because they're not informed of what to do to you know protect themselves. Mm-hmm. It's really really sad out there, and we hope that this podcast will will bring light to some of this and and help some of our listeners who may be mothers that have younger children to to um have that conversation easily with their kids. Right. So, I had mentioned this a second ago, but I I was a churchgoer at one point and I had the pastor of the church tell me um during a sermon that a good age to start talking about sex is eight. And I absolutely, truly believe that that is the perfect age. Right. They're not quite into puberty yet, but they they are being informed through other means of social media, um, the internet, and movies, and all of that stuff. They're learning about it already. I'm guarantee you that your kids know more than you think they do. Right. Just because of the way that we are today and the technology that we have and what we're capable of finding and getting into and looking at. No matter how much you try, you can't protect your kids well, from that information 24-7. Confession, when I was that age, I I discovered my parents' porn collection. Yeah. So that was a... That was a... Uh, a wake up call for me because I watched pretty much every one they had and I was like, Whoa, what is this? You know, so it was one of those things where I just I already kinda knew by the time I was hitting puberty what was up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh it just kind of uh it was there. It was right in front of me and then as I grew older, I got into the music business, <laughs> and yeah. uh, there's a lot of it there, too. All right, well, and I'm talking at eight years old, you stick to the basics, the yeah. basics. Yes. This is what happens. This is your body parts and how that connection makes yeah and that it's meant for adults yes and pretty well leave it at that right that's all they need to know yeah that's how babies are made that's how adults do adult things (laughs) right you really don't want to go into too much detail no um but i know for my daughter eight years old was a good age, and then again at 10, we had the deeper conversation. She's about to hit puberty. Um, she's already basically in it. She's got her acne. She's got boobies. She's got all sorts of different stuff going on. Yeah. And she is extremely mature for her age. Definitely. So me having the talk, the full talk with her at 10 years old was what worked for us. Right. Boys are a little bit more immature, and so you may have to wait till they're maybe 11 or 12. Right. 
right. to to really dive in. But I, I I really highly suggest that the younger you do it, the better. Right. I mean, I wouldn't do it before the age of eight. Right. I have to agree. But you have to talk about this stuff with your kids. It's so important. Um, and we're going to dive deeper into why that's important here shortly. But here's some of the things that we think you should be talking about. So you've had the talk with them at eight about the basics. Right. Um, but by the age of 10, you should be discussing their body parts, exactly what they are, what, what is entailed in them, especially with a female she needs to understand what is what down there. Um, I think that that's an important thing to be able to learn about your body. Um, I actually bought my daughter a book at the age of eight that teaches her about puberty. It teaches her about different the different body parts, what what's going to be changing on her body. So she wasn't scared. She's like understood that, oh, okay, this is going to happen to me. And not be like, oh, my God, what is this? What right. is happening? Why am I? Oh, my God, Mom, I have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there is a book, and it's called The Care and Keeping of You for Your Daughters, if you ever were interested in it. Um, and that is where I started with my daughter. Right. Um, you need to discuss not only straight sex, but you have to talk about gay sex. You have to talk about different sexual encounters that are going to take place. Right. Um, so you don't know what place your child is going to conform into. You don't know if they're straight or gay by that age. Maybe they do, but we don't. Right. Unless they come out and tell us. Exactly. So... Discussing, hey, this is what happens when a male and female are, are together. This is what happens when man and a man are together. And this is what happens when a female and a female are together. Right. Um, and I've always promoted my daughter to wait until she is an adult before she gets sexually involved with anyone. Um, but I have to prepare her because of pregnancy risks, uh, because of STDs that are out there. Those things are huge and you have to go into detail. You have to talk about all the different types of STDs that are out there. What can happen if you don't use protection? What can happen if you have multiple sex partners and you're not being careful? What can happen is a big deal that you can get pregnant one time of having intercourse. One time, that's all it takes. Yes. And then you are a little child having a baby. Yes. Both yeah. girls and boys need to understand that. Definitely. It's... it's it's sad how sometimes kids are, they're curious and then they do things without knowing the, the 
necessary information too. and repercussions and then these young kids end up pregnant by people who or STDs too or, or STDs anything anything is possible and knowing the information that you need to know having the education and having the education will prevent a lot of of heartache in the future and a lot of of headache too yeah um another important topic to go over with your kids is gender identity um transgender those sort of things because you don't know anything about what they're going to be you don't know who they are inside and maybe that'll help them figure out themselves. Right. Um, not only that, but educating them about transgenders also helps protect transgenders so that your child isn't like, oh, what what's happening here? Why is this person look this way? Right. So they don't offend anyone. Yeah. I mean, you know more about that. I mean, if you want to dive deeper into that. I mean... Why is it important for for us to teach our kids about transgenders? It's very important because, say, for instance, whether it's a, a boy or a girl, if they meet someone, well, as an adult, you know, it's probably different, but <clears throat> if they meet someone and... They're a teenager. I'm going to use that as a basis. If they're a teenager and they meet someone and they get to be curious and they want to know about things or do things and they take their clothes off and realize that they have boobs and a penis and just like I could see that being confusing if they didn't understand what being transgender means and also just knowing that it it's a, an existing lifestyle or a way of life so that they're not confused as far as, you know, what they see. And I think it's important before you have the sex talk to be talking about this, um, my kids have been around transgenders, obviously. Yes. Um, my five-year-old understands. My five-year-old. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's really, it's really interesting because I, I found that out, you know, recently. And didn't he get on to someone for calling you a he? Um. He he got Oh, it was your name. Yeah, he he got on to one of the ladies that was at the birthday party for calling me by my birth name. Yeah. And I was just like, "Wow." You know, and and it's really interesting to me that he didn't have a problem switching between names with me. It didn't see he he still gets it wrong every now and then, but I correct him, and he's like, "Oh, I mean, I'm you know." Yeah. And he's like, 
you know, so he corrects himself now, which at five is just remarkable to me. And the other thing is, is we talked a little bit about this, but you need to do your own research on the different types of sexuality, sexual orientations that are out there because your kids need to understand them too. You don't want your kids judging people when they see, I don't know, a, a girl kissing a girl. Yes. Or a guy kissing a guy. Um, so these things are actually really important to include in this topic. Like, you have to spread your wings a little bit. Even if you don't believe in this stuff, this is still important. Even if you disagree with it, which is ridiculous in my opinion, but... <laughs> Mine too. But your kids need to be educated about it. Yes, definitely. It's important no matter what your beliefs are, how you were raised. It, it doesn't matter. And here's the other thing we want to go into with our kids. Consent. Yes. This is the major important part of this entire conversation. Yes. Consent. You have to teach your kids about consent so we can get into a world where there stops being all 97% of women have been sexually harassed or more. Right. Consent is such an important thing. And we're not teaching it to our kids. No, and it's ridiculous because people think that just because the, the, their kids are under 12, they shouldn't know anything about sex. Well, you're, you're wrong because in a world today, they know about it. They already know about it. Right. There's and, too much out there for but, them not to run across something I'm at saying, some point or another. What I'm saying is parents, sorry parents, but it's true, a lot of you are naive. Are naive and don't and and try to believe that little Johnny or little Emma is all you know, innocent and doesn't know anything. Well, I've got news for you. They probably know more than you want them to. Way more than you want them to. Yeah. Or, But you should be the one to tell them, not media. And honestly, I'll be the first to admit, I had a conversation with my 10-year-old, and, well, she knew more than I thought she knew. Right. Um. Don't know how. Don't care to know how. But she did. Right. So... <laughs> You all have to realize there's too much out in the world today for our kids not to find out about this stuff. Exactly. You can't protect them from everything. No. It's impossible. It really is impossible. So, anyway, back to consent. Consent is the most important part of this. And it's not just teaching your child to make sure that the other person is consenting but it helps them learn what they can and cannot do in a situation where becoming sexual is brought up to their attention. Right. This is where you get to teach your both boys and girls, hey, I don't want to do this. This isn't okay. I know what this is, 
I'm not supposed to be doing it. It's not appropriate for my age. You're not allowed to touch me there. You're not allowed to look at me that way. It's not okay. Consent is such an important thing on both sides of it. It's not just teaching your kid, hey, make sure that the person you're being sexual with is consenting, but make sure that you are not are or are not giving someone else that consent. If you don't want something, you should be able to know, hey, they're doing something to me that I don't want being done to me. I need to tell them no and to stop. Right. That's that's very important. Very, very important because everybody, rightfully so, but everybody gets angry if something happens, of course, but you have to inform them so that they are aware. And that's what this whole show is about today. You have to be willing and open to discussion about everything. Yeah. Um, coming to the next conversation, and I believe that this should be for both boys and girls. Right. Periods. They should understand them. Boys, not so much as girls, but to an extent... So that if something happens, like a girl starts her period for the first time and they're in class and a boy notices that she's bleeding. That way he's not embarrassing her. That way he's not, oh my God, you're bleeding, you're dying. You know, you want to be able to say, hey, this is natural, this is what happens. If a girl is bleeding and you notice, just be like, hey, you're bleeding. You might want to go to the bathroom. Right. We need more of that. Exactly. Both boys and girls need to know about periods. Do you really want your child to go to school one day and start their period and freak out? And I know girls that did it because their parents never told them. They freak out and think that they are dying. Right. They think that they are dying because their parents... Couldn't sit down with them and be like, hey, your body is changing. This is what's happening. This is what's going to happen. This is what sex is. And give them this talk. You, you've got to talk to your kids. Yes, it's very, very important to do so. All right, well, I think we're going to go ahead and go to asking Miss Sage over here our um, interview questions. Sounds good. All right, so first question. Um, how uncomfortable was it talking about sex with me? Um, I think it was, like, pretty uncomfortable, but it was, like, to the point where I had to understand, and I knew I had to understand. Um, it was, like, 
okay, well, my mom's telling me this. It's really weird, and I kind of don't want to really know about it. But she seems like it's very important, so I'm just going to answer, and I'm going to listen. Okay. And then the next one is, is there anything that I could do to make it more comfortable at the age of eight and then again at the age of 10? Well, I think for eight, since they're a bit younger and stuff and they don't, they still don't really understand it and they've never really heard about it, I feel like you should be a bit more like slow and not just like jump into it and be like, hey, I'm going to talk to you about this. And I want, and I would like you to listen because this is a very important lesson when you grow older. And for 10, I feel like there wasn't really anything you could do because they already know about um, straight sex, but they don't really know about anything else. Unless you tell your child about that at that age, which I think... Like how you did, you should wait a bit more till they're older. Yeah. Um, is there any suggestions you might have for parents that have to talk to their kids about this? I feel like you should, like I said um, with the last question, you should be slow and calm and tell them, "Hey, I'm gonna be. I want to talk to you about this," and. If you can tell they're becoming very uncomfortable, you should tell them, hey, I know you're very uncomfortable, but this is a very important lesson. Because once you're older, there's a chance you might want to start doing it because you're older. But you should also recommend them, like tell them, hey, I think it'd be better if you just do it when you're an adult because if I'm teaching you this now, you'll be prepared Right. Um, does it make you feel any better having all the information you have now going into puberty and knowing about what is what so you aren't like blindsided if someone ever tries to do something so you can say no? Yes, I've, I think it's um, very good that you've told me about this because I'm prepared to, t- to tell someone no because I know what they're going to do or their intentions and so if I know what to say and what to do I can prevent them or attempt to prevent them from doing anything to me yes um do you this is a big controversial thing and this is very important um for our our parents out here do you still plan on waiting until you're older, even though you know about sex? Yes, because, one, I'm pretty sure the things you need for at least protection, you have to be at least 18 and older, I think. I don't know. But I don't plan on doing it because I don't feel comfortable with it. And it's it's just already being uncomfortable with the talk. It's also going to be very strange and weird to do it. Yeah. Like, literally. Um, would you go to a parent before engaging in sexual activities if you changed your mind about waiting till you're at least 18? Yes, because 
If a parent is not informed, they can't ask questions and they can't remind their child, hey, this is what you're going to need if you plan, if you're going to plan on doing it. And this is what you're going to want to do and you're going to want to have consent and you want to give consent. So it's um, being able to have them remind you of all of those things that you were taught Yes. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, even though it's awkward having this talk, are you glad it's been told to you? Yes, because personally, I believe it's a very important talk through getting older and being younger and stuff. Um, because if I hadn't learned about it, it I would have probably been very confused um, and potentially allowed something to happen to you that yeah. you, because you didn't understand what was happening, right? Okay. Anything else? Um, not really, no. Okay. Do you feel more prepared for sexual encounters now? Yes. How did it help you personally? Um, I believe if something were to happen to me, I would know exactly what to do. And now that I know, I can be prepared. I know what I need. And if I plan on doing it, I know exactly what to do. So it's not awkward. Yeah. Um, Do you think your parents, or that parents, not your parents, but parents, should talk to their kids about same-sex sex? Yes, very much. Because... If your child is expressing themselves more, learning about it and stuff, and knowing that their this sexuality or their this gender identity or transgender or something, they know this is how it works and this is the protection I need just in case something were to happen, depending on the person. Okay, what about transgender and gender identity? You kind of just went over that a little bit. You said it was important. Um, yes, because if they're learning about their own body and stuff about it, they could be like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't really feel like this gender. I feel like I was born. I feel like I should have been born. It's different gender. Or I feel like I should be non-binary, possibly. I don't feel like I want to have... I don't feel like a, like I have a gender. So it allows identity. them to be able to learn about who they are. Yes. From an early age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about teaching them the different types of sexual orientations? Yes, but when you're around my age, which is 10, they should know about this by then. You should tell them by then. Like, just straight sex at eight, because they don't really know about it unless you've already taught them about it. Because they're also still younger. But when you're, my, when you're around my age and stuff, it's very important to teach that, because if they're unaware of it, it's, it could be awkward because you don't know what you're even doing. 
Yeah. Um, and I think it's important because some parents are gay or lesbian. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so understanding that is really important, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So to that's kind of all the questions that we have for this. Um, but I kind of want to round it all up in, in, in a sense. Um, so you need to discuss gay, lesbian, straight, sexual encounters, different styles of relationships, meaning polyamorous, um, that sort of thing. You've got to talk about it. You've got to go into details at the age of 10. They need to understand it. They need to understand, hey, I want to kiss a girl and a boy, or I want to kiss a girl, or I want to kiss a boy. You don't have to say sex. You don't have to use sex. Right. It, it's 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 important. Right. Yeah. Um, and teaching them about puberty and STDs and pregnancy and how pregnancy can happen. Um, explaining what their body parts are and what is happening to them and what's going to happen to them. And talking to them about consent, talking to them about periods and the process of everything. Because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you never know what, what they're going to encounter. You never know. The world is a crazy place and we have to be prepared for pretty much anything. Life is a circus. For everyone, and we just have to be prepared for the circus. Yes. That's that's the way I see it. Um, Go ahead. Okay. So, like you said earlier about teaching boys about periods, I feel like you should tell them, hey, if you see a girl, like, in class who seems to be bleeding, you should tell them and not try Privately. to make fun of them. Yeah. Or just go... Hey, this girl's bleeding. She needs help or something. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Or, you know, maybe have them come over to your desk and whisper in their ear. Yeah. Or even getting an adult and being, you know, telling your child to get an adult and let the little girl know, hey, something's happening. Get the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, If you don't feel like talking, like comfortable talking to a girl, then go tell the teacher. Don't tell the whole classroom, though. Right. Yeah. Not the whole classroom doesn't need to know. No. Um, I feel like you could also teach them, like, hey, if you have a jacket, you should ask them if it's okay if you wrap it around their waist so it's covering wherever it's bleeding. And this is stuff we're saying that you need to talk to your kids about. Um, I do want to go a little bit more into um, talking about the lifestyle itself. So, you're an ethical slut, right? Yes. Your kids are going to see stuff. Yeah. What do you tell them? What do you not tell them? Well, again, it would depend on age. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that around 10 mm-hmm. is probably... A good age to sit them down and be like, hey, you know, um, mom is this way. 
and this is the lifestyle that we lead, but that doesn't make me love your your mother any less. I really think that it depends on the lifestyle like, that you're living like, because I feel like I, with, like, for me, I how, am... I'm just curious. How did you approach that? I basically have sat down and told all of my kids when things have gotten serious between me and maybe more than one person that, hey, this is um, my partner, but this is also my partner. And we love each other. And and so you're going to see me with both of them. And that's okay. Right. Um, because it's really confusing for them. Yes, because... They're... And you can't just shut them out. Right. I think that you should keep it private for as long as you can. And then when things become more serious and the, both of those people are going to be around, the, your kids deserve to know. Right. Not all the juicy details. Yeah. <laughs> right. But at least know the basics of, hey, this is my partner, but this is also my partner. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. I think, yeah. It, you should wait a little bit, but like, I feel like you should wait a little bit. Wait till it gets serious, like you've said. And then hey, sit down and talk to them and be like, hey, so me and this person are in a relationship, or me and this person and this person are in a relationship. Anything can happen. Right. Like, if you're just <coughs> keeping your kids out of it, then they're going to be very confused on why these people are around so much or why are these people in my mom's room but I'm not allowed in my mom's room. Stuff like that. Right. And it's this brings up an interesting question because mm-hmm. my my partner is is a, a woman. Mm-hmm. But I also identify as a woman. So how do... I'm going to put it this way. If you're a lesbian couple, okay, and you have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you refer to each? I think we're going to have to take a pause. So, when you have a either gay couple or a lesbian couple, when you're Talking to your children, how do you refer to each parent? Um, I think if it's like a lesbian couple, you could go, one of them could be mama or the other could be mom. Or one could be ma and the other could be mommy. Right. And then with a gay couple. Um, I think calling them partners is a good idea too. Yeah. Right. Um. With this is couple? my partner. Yeah. Right. I, I I get that, but I'm talking in terms of parenting. Yeah. Like, do you just tell them that they have two moms or two dads? Or Yeah. Um, yeah. You could also do that, or you could be like... Like in my case... Well, most of the time they, they grow up knowing that. Because right. they're going to grow up calling you mom. Or they're going to grow up calling Tylea mom. Right. Or like she had said... Maybe one of you be ma and one of you be mom. Right. 
and with a gay couple, you could be like, this is dad, and then, like, I'll be dad, I'm gonna be dad, and you can possibly, which one you want to name this person. Or pop. Yeah. You could, you could ask them what kind of, like, label you want to name me, like, as a father well, I mean, if they're born into it, though, yeah. I mean, they're going to call you whatever you tell them to call you. Yeah. They're going to pick up just like with any baby. I mean, right. Yeah. Um. So you get to kind of pick your nickname. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, for me, mom is fine, you know. Um, and again, that's why it's really important to have these conversations because if I tell my kids that I'm mom and they they notice you know they catch me coming out of the shower and they notice that I have different body parts different body parts they're going to wonder why I want them to call me mom yeah so it's important to communicate, there's the word, it's been a, a theme throughout this podcast, everything that's going on so that your kids know. Yep. Yeah. But that was a big question that I've always had. And another question that I want to bring up real quick, mm-hmm. and it's kind of off topic, but it has uh-huh. to do with sexuality. Ooh, that's when funny. when you are trans like myself mm-hmm. and you're with a woman, mm-hmm. are you considered lesbian? Yes. Yes, because if you consider yourself a woman, you are a woman. Right. And you're with a woman, so you would be lesbian. Mm-hmm. Right. I that's that's more what I identify with. Because I, I mean, I, I will have encounters with men, but it's not my preference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy it, but it's not my preference. Yeah. So I've always wondered, um, because that's a big question in our, our trans support group is, are we lesbians? What do we call ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you really think about it, if, yeah, if you consider yourself a woman and you are with a woman, you would consider yourself a lesbian or if you are like a trans. I can't say that I agree in your situation that you would be considered a lesbian. Okay. In my own personal opinion, um, a lot of people actually take offense to the fact that you would call yourself a lesbian when you are sleeping with men as well. You can't identify as a lesbian just because you're with a woman. Right. I feel like... I I mean, I've... If you want to be with both, that makes you bi. Right. But if you have a... But I... Honestly, even though I enjoy it once in a while, like, it's not something that I plan to seek out in the future. Um, Does that make sense? Like yesterday, um, I remember explaining like homosexual to you. I feel like if you really prefer women over men, 
and you like them both sometimes and stuff like that, I feel like you would be considering yourself as homosexual. Yet, a lot of people think, hey, I like this gender, like, I like women, and I'm a woman, but I also like this gender, so am I a lesbian? Um, as far as it goes for you, Jesse, I believe that you are pansexual because you you identify as being okay with having sex with just about anyone. Right. No, no matter what their parts are. Right, because it's it's more about the spiritual and personal connection that you have with a person as a person. Which is what I am as pansexual. You know, it's it's about personality, but that could also change mm-hmm. in the future. And I'm open to, to that change if, yep. if things kind of, once Ty gets here, you know, gets here and, you know. No, that's not how it works. I mean, I don't know. That's not how it works. Like, I, I get confused a lot. If you yeah. are sexually attracted to both men and women, you are bisexual. If you are sexually attracted to men, women, transgender, bi- non-binary, you are pansexual. Okay, then I'm pansexual because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. Um you, you, I feel like if you really look into believing like look into being like, hey, I believe I use these pronouns and um you do your research and you learn about these sexualities, you can figure out what sexuality you are. Or fits you best. But yeah. this is off topic. Right. Yeah. So I think we're going to round this up for today. Well, I'm Aphrodite. And I'm Jesse Lang. I'm Sage. And if you would like to reach out to us and tell us your story or tell us what you think of the show, whether you love it, hate it, whatever the case may be. Or ask questions. Or ask questions. We'd be happy to hear from you. And you can reach us at Ethical Sex Talk. At gmail.com at any time. We would be happy to answer your questions. And until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.